Hi, everyone. Today, me and Hellevorn are doing another character comparison, this time between her character Aiden and my character Malka. So, you know, as, as we are speaking, and this is being released in January 2022, you guys have seen more of Aiden recently in uh, Hellevorn's short story about Aiden interacting with Asbald. So Aiden's going to be playing a bigger role in Tales from the North and in your future works, including the Sons of Disobedience. That's true. Uh, I've already posted uh, the short story, The Enchanted Dials, which is part of my series, Tales from the North. And there we can see a young Aiden with his mother, Merwin, uh, in England. But um, in uh, the story that I'm posting now in the same series on Tapas, uh, which is called The Insufferable Slave, we get to see Aiden in the present day, so to speak, when he is 18 years old and he is a slave in Norway after the monastery where he was studying was um, raided by Vikings. So now we get to learn about more, uh, a lot more about Aiden and what he is like as an adult and what his attitudes towards uh, different aspects of, of life and towards different people are. And uh, now we we get to, uh, to see the real him, so to speak, and that's when we realize that him and Malka actually have a lot of similarities and not only Aiden and Joel, as we uh, discussed in a previous podcast. Mm -hmm, absolutely. In fact, we talked about how I think Aiden and Malka have more similarities than Aiden and Joel. Definitely, definitely. Although on the surface, it may not immediately seem that way, but in truth, they are much more similar. And I think that they would get along better in this way. They would, definitely. So the first thing that really stuck out to me is that Aiden and Malka are both very artistic. That's true. That's true. Because Aiden is uh, uh, a monk and he is illustrating uh, books and manuscripts uh, at the monastery where he's studying in Northumbria. And uh, he is very much into the illumination of manuscripts and using color pigments and experimenting with styles. And uh, this really means a lot to him. It's, it's one of his greatest passions that he would spend hours on things like this and he is uh, quite good for his age mm -hmm. what right. about malka malka i think she really likes and she enjoys doing portraits especially realistic ones and also i think she uses a style that you can really see you know the kind of mental landscape that she perceives the person as having so she sees her art as a way of exploring with the human condition and how she perceives other people as well as how she perceives the world around herself. Mm, that's true. That's true. So she, uh, uh, she expresses herself through her art, surely much more than Aiden does because uh, medieval art is not nearly as expressive, especially because he's not illustrating uh, um, his, his own concepts, but rather he's illustrating uh, religious books. So Malka has a lot more freedom to express herself through art and Aiden would really love this in a different time setting. Mm -hmm. How does Aiden's view of art change when he is taken from England to Scandinavia? 
Well, I dare say that he uh, becomes even more passionate about art because uh, back in England, he was somehow taking it for granted. So, uh, well, firstly, he was at the monastery, not out of his own free will, but because his, his father insists on it. And uh, it, it, it's really a code of trying to get rid of him mm. and, uh, you know, erase, it from, erase him from the inheritance <laughs> list and everything. So, of course, I didn't know this. And even though he loves books and studying and he would really love to be a scholar he feels that he is um, imprisoned in a way back there so yes he does devote a lot of time to uh, to art and to his studies but he sort of takes it for granted and constantly fantasizes about being somewhere else and having adventures maybe in a I mean definitely in a similar way that Merwin does when she feels trapped in her own life. And uh, this is how uh, I think she influenced him in uh, wanted some, wanting something extraordinary. So when he does have an extraordinary adventure, it turns out to not be exactly what he was looking for. So he sort of looks back on his time at the monastery with a certain nostalgia and he wishes he could have uh, um, enough time and the materials and all the conditions to do art again. And uh, th this is a, one of the things that we will see him doing in the novel, trying to, to get back on that path, because potentially now he would have more freedom uh, because he's not... Uh, supposed to do something which is controlled by a higher authority as it is at the monastery so if he could go back to it he would have more freedom mm -hmm. that makes a lot of sense right so basically i think he becomes more passionate after he leaves england because he doesn't take it for granted and does he ever share his art with people or does he have access to the same materials because he's in a different context now well, he does have access to some materials and uh, the ones which were uh, taken, <laughs> looted from the monastery with him. And uh, uh, he, he makes the rest of them. So he will make his own uh, uh, manuscripts, uh, pages. And well, with, with inks and pigments, it is somewhat more difficult, but he will try to procure them and, and buy them. And fortunately, Ingvar uh, really understands this and, and helps him acquire the, the materials that he needs. Mm -hmm. Wow, that's really nice. I would like to see how he helps him do this and what Ingvar thinks of this because he's new to the art of illumination. And I think he's really inspired by how um, passionate Aiden is for this. Yes, definitely. Definitely. Ingvar is the type of person who loves watching people from a distance and observing them. And he is fascinated with uh, strong emotions because he doesn't really have those. So mostly positive strong emotions because he does feel anger, but with other, um, with, with other emotions, uh, he sometimes struggles when he sees 
someone like Aiden, who is so fascinated with different things and is in, in awe about this and that, he, he really likes observing him. So he would he would probably like to stay and watch Aiden read or watch Aiden paint. I think he could do this for hours because, you know, Ingvar is, is that person who is a lot into routine and he does uh he often has a lot of patience when he concentrates on on certain details he could do that for a long time so (laughs) i imagine he he could just watch Aiden for a long time (laughs) (laughs) but yes i think in comparison malka she sees her art as kind of an expression of herself and her art her views on art do change as the story progresses just like how Aiden's does So I think it becomes something that's more important to her life as she gets a stronger foothold foothold on what she wants to do with her life and what kind of person she feels like she's growing into. I think before the story starts, before the Book of Jewels starts, she doesn't really make as many art pieces because she's feeling very tired due to her job and she doesn't feel as inspired. So I think there's a direct correlation between how good she feels about herself and how much hope she has for the future and how much art she creates. I see that that makes a lot of sense because, uh, well, many times people do art when uh, they are in, uh, uh, when they feel a lot of negative emotions, but at the same time, you need to, to have the time and energy to put effort and to really immerse yourself in what you want to create. Otherwise, it's it's quite difficult. So for Malka, this is one of the things that that changes, right? Because he, uh, she, uh, she can devote more time to herself, right? Because mm-hmm. before she was, you know, so absorbed in dedicating her time to her parents and her job and everything else that she didn't have time for herself. That's true. Does Joel influence the way she sees art or her subjects in art? Does she use him as a subject? Yes, definitely. I'm, she really sees him as a way to explore herself and her growing sense of self away from her family, as, as well as a way to kind of ground herself in a new life that she's establishing. I see. I see. Right. So uh, what does uh, Joel think about her art? How does he see it? Does he encourage her a lot? Yes, he does. And we will see it in the later chapters of the book of Joel. And basically, I think he sees in a lot of her art kind of a reflection of his own mental landscape. And it helps him to refine some of the concepts he has inside his own head, because he's not really like an aesthetically driven person or someone who really thinks about visuals or anything. But seeing these things on the canvas can help him maybe think a little bit more straight instead of, you know, thinking so twisted as he usually does. Yes, that's true. That's true. So, so Marka, Malka's art does teach him something as well. Mm-hmm, exactly. Right. Um, well, on to the, the next similarity that they have, which is their, uh, their views on romantic relationships, because this is one of the things that, um, that uh, appear in their stories. Mm-hmm, definitely. So I think that Aiden and Malka both are with someone who is very different from them. That is the 
thing that stands out the most. And for Aiden, he is the more introverted one, at least on the surface. While um, you know he's with Ryan Vig, who is very outgoing and, and appears to be more argumentative and you know more quote unquote difficult than he is. On the other hand, um, Malka appears to be more outgoing, while Joel is more introverted. But it's flipped because the introverted one's the more difficult one in this scenario. That's very true, yes. So how does Malka see him at first and how does she she deal with his difficulties? I think um, Joel is not always so difficult. I think it just depends on who he interacts with. So um, when he interacts with Malka, even you know when they are not that close, I don't really think he is that difficult. I think he's mostly difficult when someone challenges him like Sam, you know, or someone who likes to kind of get a rise out of him like Sam as well. So it's mostly with people who have a very, um, I guess, a more laid back personality who like to make fun of people like Joel for being overly sensitive and overly um, overthinking that he gets kind of difficult with those people. Yes, that's true. It makes sense. It seems like Sam and Joel have a very tumultuous relationship in spite of being friends because Sam can elicit a lot of extreme reactions or emotions from Joel. <laughs> yes, exactly. I, I think he clashes with a lot of people who are very expressive like Sam and, you know, they don't understand why he says and doesn't say certain things. So that's how, you know, he starts becoming difficult. But Malk understands him. Mm -hmm, exactly and she never tries to push any views on him or say hey why aren't you more like this or oh my gosh you're so weird like she doesn't say that so there's nothing to really be difficult about <laughs> yes that's true <laughs> and for Reinvig, she's difficult because she's demanding right yes it is uh so and also the relationship between them has uh uh a different um different levels of, of power because uh Aiden is a slave when he meets her and uh she's uh the master of the house and the mistress of the house and uh, this is what makes them begin on a wrong foot. But the more they get to know each other, the more they realize that they do have some things in common and maybe they complement each other really well. And the things that they were looking in other people but never found them, maybe they can find that in each other. But it takes a very long time for them to realize this because of this uh, dynamics that they have. Uh, of course, it's not uh, they don't really have the opportunity to, to discuss so much from the same level due to their um, um, social positions. That's true, right? And I think both couples also have one person who is more empathetic, and that's Aiden and Malka, right? Like exactly. their partners really appreciate how empathetic they are. And despite, you know, their difficultness, I think both Aiden and Malka make an effort to understand them. That's true. Exactly. Exactly. And um, as a difference, I think that uh, Aiden and Ranveig being more 
different from each other. Uh, they have a more difficult time understanding each other, but they do make the effort. And um, it's, it, it, it takes quite a long time for them to, to really reach that level of understanding. But uh, I think it's more intuitive at first when they fall in love and um, they, they work on becoming better people for each other. Mm-hmm. Right, exactly. And I think Joel and Malka also work on being better people for each other too, like to be more open, uh, less, you know, hiding things from one another and just to be more transparent and trusting because both of them have trust issues to a certain extent. That's true. That's true. So uh, what what leads them to have these trust issues? Um, I think that leads into the third thing that we, we should discuss, which is the family issue. So for Joel and Malka, I think it's their families. And for Malka, I think it's similar to what Aiden also experienced, which is an abusive father. That's right. Yes. Mm-hmm. And while I think um, her father didn't physically abuse her as much as Aiden's did, um, he was still a very explosive man who just, you know, shouted all the time. And he did hit her mother multiple times growing up. So there was that. So even though he didn't really beat her or anything like that, there was that he was very threatening. Like he was like this constant uh, source of threateningness in in the household so you know that created a lot of stress because one minute he could be nice and then like five seconds later he's screaming and throwing things due to his temper that's true so for malka that creates a very uh confusing and anxious environment and uh it's it truly leaves a mark on the way she views relationships and people and do you think that she is afraid that her relationships would be similar or does she ever think that maybe everybody is like that in a relationship? No, I don't think she thinks everybody is like that, but I think she develops a view that's kind of similar to Joel. It's that how, how can you find out that someone is actually not like that? So you have to put so much effort and there's only so much time and energy she has in each day. Right. So how much, time and effort can she actually expend to find someone who is 100% sure that is not like her father there's too much of a risk so you know it just leads to a lot of inaction so I guess as Tete and I discussed before like there's a chance that Malka may end up in uh, an abusive relationship or just be single for the rest of her life if she wasn't with Joel and I think that it's more likely for her just to be single because you know, I think, you know, she is someone who becomes very in like inertia, you know, stuck in a sense of inertia because of what her father uh, exemplified in the household. So I think that's probably more likely than her finding someone who is abusive because that requires, you know, a lack of inertia. That's true. That's true. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's interesting. Yes, it, it does make a lot of sense that this is how it would influence her, right? Right. For Aiden, I think it's not um, 
Well, maybe because of the the gender. So he does, of course, Aiden does not imagine that he might find an abusive wife like uh, <laughs> like his father. So it's it's really not the same dynamic. So I'm not really sure this influences. Uh, I mean, it doesn't influence his view on relationships in the same way, but he does wonder if uh, true true love could actually exist and uh, that most of the times the relationships are rather formal so he would really like to to be in a relationship with someone that he chooses and not that was uh, imposed on him by their families as it was with his mother and father. Mm -hmm. Um, Aiden's father in a way is more aggressive with him but he's not as physically abusive uh with Aiden's mother so he doesn't he doesn't beat her he does he slaps her at one point when when she's young but he uh he stops doing that after a while because they drift so far apart that they Mm -hmm. don't care about each other at all so they they ignore each other (laughs) at all costs he doesn't care enough about her not even to to slap her (laughs) so (laughs) if if one can say that so yes and they they simply become strangers are rather hostile to each other but ignore each other you know so uh, this is what i didn't experience is and of course he does have um sort of a distorted view of relationships and he would not like to be in that situation so in a way he is thankful that he doesn't have a family to uh, make him marry someone because this is what would have happened if he had lived with his father and not been in a monastery right Mm -hmm. so uh, i guess now he is free to choose but there are other difficulties for him Mm -hmm, definitely and I guess the Earlderman, he wasn't really that angry, right? Like he doesn't struggle with an anger issue per se. He's just authoritarian. Exactly, exactly. Yes. And he is very demanding and he can be very sarcastic and he wants people to have the same views as him. If they don't, he ridicules them. And this is what he does with pretty much everyone else, and including his wife and Aiden, who are very strange in his uh, opinion. So uh, this is mostly the the kind of thing that he does. Yes, he does beat Aiden, but he does that to discipline him. So it's 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 not really as uh, you know that, that kind of anger where he cannot control himself. He thinks that this is what I must do to discipline my son, or else it will be too late. Mm. He will be completely out of control so yes he's not as angry as Malka's father right exactly and Malka's father Isaac he also has another trait is that you know outside of his anger he's actually kind of friendly and sometimes he tries to make up for his mistakes by buying you know Malka or the family members gifts and stuff and this leads to Malka thinking that you know he thinks of everything as transactional and that's why he she questions a lot of people's motivations Oh, I see. That's really interesting. Right. And Joel is really not like that. Exactly. And she senses that he mm-hmm. isn't, that he is very yeah. different from Isaac. Right. And Sam is a bit transactional, a little bit. 
Yeah, and we know that that even though Sam thinks himself so much more desirable than Joel, to Malka, he is really not appealing in that way. No, especially since he is somewhat childish. And I think she wants someone who is dependable since her own father wasn't very dependable due to his, you know, his emotional problems and a lot of bad business decisions he made. That's true, yes. And he's drinking, too. Mm -hmm, Exactly. And gambling. Yes. So he's really not a dependable person. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So uh, uh, in in Joel, she finds someone very, very different. Mm-hmm. How about how about Aiden? Like, do you think he wants to be a very dependable person, and does he consider the Elderman to be dependable or not dependable? Mm, that's a good question. No, I think he is dependable in in that way. I mean, he um, he has a job, so to speak, <laughs> and he does it quite well. And uh, you know, ruling over a district, so it's it's not an easy job, and he does it well. So I guess he is dependable, and he provides for his family. It's it's really not comparable to Isaac's situation. So it's kind of funny to to compare it, but but yes, I think yeah, he is dependable, and he is he's actually more dependable in that pragmatic sense than Aiden is, because Aiden is more of a more of a dreamer. And That's true. It, there is a limit to the things that he can do and, and understand. He loves studying and observing people and, you know, reading more abstract things. So things that are not, that are quite remote from his, um, from, from things going on around him. So if you send him, I don't know, to, to collect taxes or something, he would probably not be very good at that. <laughs> So in this sense, the Elderman is much more dependable than him. That's true. And he does collect taxes in um, The Insufferable Slave. Yes, he does. But he's just a scribe. (laughs) He doesn't really do much other than, you know, writing down what, what each family gave. How do they actually like discover what he's writing? Because they were living in a pre-literate society, right? So does he teach them how to read? Because he's writing something down, but most people can't read it. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So, well, um, there were people who could read the runes, but they didn't really have the habit of writing things down. So they relied a lot on memory. So even though, uh, you know, noblemen could read the runes if they were inscribed on rune stones or on weapons and things like that, they had no problem reading, but they did really did not have the habit of writing. So, you know, they, they didn't write letters. They didn't uh, keep written records of transactions and things like that. So I guess they can understand what he is writing, but nobody feels like they should be the ones to write. And, and, and they say, okay, so just give it to that guy. It's, it, it's such a boring thing to do. And this guy likes it. So we'll just have him do it. Because mm-hmm. everything was done orally, like Asvald said. Yeah. So there's no point in doing it, you know, through letters, as he would think. 
That's true. And Dayden, who is more conservative, he thinks that it's actually a thing of, of pride and of intelligence to rely on memory because he thinks that why should you write things down? Like, can't you, can't you use your head to remember things? Are you so stupid that you have to write things down so that you don't forget them? <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. And what was the final thing we wanted to discuss? Um, oh, yeah, their relationship with their siblings. Oh, yeah, right. Exactly. Yes, exactly. So Aiden is the youngest sibling and he has two older brothers who are actually half brothers. Yeah, they are. They are. And well, maybe not even that if we consider um, oh, Halvard. Technically father. not related at all. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. But then what makes a family? Is it uh, genetics or is it uh, you know the the environment that you grow up in so yeah maybe biologically they're not actually related but they are the the, the people he grew up with so well in a sense that they will always be his brothers regardless of who his biological father is so um, yes their their relationship is quite distant because uh, yes they they don't have the same mother so there is this this gap and also Aiden's mother is very young she is almost the same age as his older brother so I think this creates um, a gap between them from the start and also he is uh, much less pragmatic than Edgar is and uh, well his his other brother Edmund he's also not very pragmatic but in a very different way so he's he's the, the person who just wants to have fun and doesn't take things seriously and can be very um you know he can very callous towards people because he just mm-hmm. he, he's very egotistical so uh in a way he's not the most pragmatic person either but Aiden is the the, the strange dreamy and silent one so um, I guess there is a big difference in, in personality between them. But Aiden looks up to his older brother Edgar very much and constantly seeks out his uh, attention and affection and praise. And uh, in the beginning of his life, he, he would go a long way to be liked by Edgar. But as time passes, he realizes that it's not maybe this is not him and if Edgar doesn't understand the way he is then maybe there's really no point in uh, in trying to please him all the time. Mm-hmm. That makes a lot of sense and in comparison Malka only has one sibling and it's a younger brother who is almost 10 years younger actually more than 10 years younger than her so I mean this is quite a gap too but in the opposite direction and as a result they do have um some distance between them because they are in completely two different stages of life and she tries to guide him but I think he is closer to people at school because he spends most of his time at school and you know she's always busy at work so I think especially since she graduated from high school she hasn't spent that much time with him that's true yes yeah so they they have very different preoccupations and interests and they don't interact that much but their relationship is much more uh, emotional than the one between Aiden and his brothers. Mm-hmm, right. Definitely. They are very fond of each other. And, you know, they do talk to each other and stuff. But like I said, because of their difference in age, 
um, they don't really understand each other. And he doesn't really quite see beneath the surface. He doesn't really sense, and he does sense that she's not happy because they both have the same parents and he knows of the dysfunction there, but he doesn't know the extent of her unhappiness because he's mostly focusing on his own school life and his after uh, school activities like baseball. He is very young indeed, and he doesn't have the capacity to understand these things. And maybe I imagine that he sort of tries to 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 run away from these things and he he prefers not to think about them so much so whenever something happens between their their parents he he prefers to just concentrate on something else and forget about it right away doesn't he because he's so young mm-hmm. and he he thinks he doesn't understand it either because it's an adult thing and they're talking about money and business and other stuff that doesn't concern him Exactly, exactly. Does he he discuss with Malka the situation? Does uh, he ask her anything? Uh, Does he ask her to to explain or, you know, are our parents going to break up or something? Yes, I think he does ask some basic questions. I think he's hoping that they will break up, hoping that, you know, it will just disrupt his life less. But at the same time, he realizes he doesn't really know what is causing this and he doesn't understand the depth of it either. So I guess he just thinks that he doesn't have much of a choice and he has to go with whatever they decide. That's right. So fortunately, he has his sister Malka to uh, uh, to talk to him when he feels like talking about it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think he does prefer to just spend most of his time at school or, you know, playing baseball or just hanging out with friends and not have, finding an excuse just not to go home so early. That's true. So this is one other reason why he and Malka don't get to spend so much time. Mm-hmm, exactly. Right, right. So these are really interesting points. And it's, uh, it's fascinating to discover how many things these two characters have in common, and especially because they're not immediately apparent. And uh, well, we, we talked about our characters separately so much, but only recently did we figure out how many things they actually have in common. Absolutely. And I think it was triggered by The Sims when I found out that um, when Aiden became a spellcaster in the in the magical realm, he instantly became friends with the scale, blood and bone version of Malka. And I was like, oh, wow, they actually do have a lot of things in common because in The Sims, it said they became friends because of their shared interests in art. Oh, really? So it was because of art. That's really fantastic. And I think this would actually happen if they met in whichever setting. Well, maybe in the Middle Ages, not really. But I mean, (laughs) there are more difficulties over there. But uh, yes, in, in modern settings, they would definitely bond over that. Definitely. Yeah. I think it would be interesting to see them both, you know, talk about painting one time, maybe in a crossover. Right. That's true. Yeah. We definitely have to do this. Mm -hmm. And talk about what they love about painting and, you know, what their approaches to it is. That's true. That's true. I think, I think we should have a crossover with the two of them, just painting and talking about art. Mm -hmm. That would be really fun. Yes, yes, there will be. Mm-hmm, right. <laughs> and to uh, discover if they uh, uh, paint their partners. Right? Oh, yeah, they do. Remember the Rhinebeg drawing you did of, you know, draw me like your French girls? 
<laughs> that's true exactly yeah so that 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 was a meme but it it does happen in in this story not really in those exact words but <laughs> yes he does draw Ranbeek and she uh and she really likes the idea because Aiden is well the, the only person she knows who can do that and who thinks about doing that so. <laughs> <laughs> so yes I think this is part of the uh, uh, sensual appeal and romantic appeal of uh, Malka and Aiden <laughs> yes definitely yes I think yeah they should talk about when that happened to to both of them <laughs> that's true yes <laughs> right. right thank you so much for so uh, much. for inviting me and for the awesome conversation yeah that was it was amazing see you on the next episodes Exactly. See you. Goodbye, everyone. Bye.